Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth, creator of Skewed and Reviewed, and I'm joined, as always, with Justin, Michael, and Joseph, and we cover all things movies, games, television, travel, pop culture, conventions, and more. You can catch us online at sknr.net. You can catch my weekly radio segments on BJHA's Geek Nation on KSWFM. We normally put them up on Friday. But uh, this week we have a special May the 4th Star Wars segment, so we're going to be putting that out um, closer to the date. And, of course, we have Pinal Central, P-I-N-A-L Central.com, keyword skewed. That's 12 newspapers and 21 markets that we do video game reviews and content for. And, of course, Skewed and Reviewed, the magazine. You can pick that up at Barnes & Noble and other outlets go just go to their web page and uh keywords getting reviewed we're working on the june issue and i guarantee you we'll have lots of e3 online coverage and more so uh before we get started with the main point of the show i wanted to do a uh, just a quick mention of a travel story we did yesterday we do have pictures and videos on the website currently but we took a uh, three and a half hour each way drive up to williams arizona to arizona and this is a very nice drive-through uh, zoological park. So you get to stay in your car, drive through. You go by bears, white bison, um, rams. They have wolves. They have uh, burrows and plenty of other things. And one of the great things about it is when you complete the drive-through portion, there is a walk-through portion where they have otters and raccoons and porcupine, jaguars, things like that. And you can go back in your car when you're done and either leave or you can continue to drive the uh, interactive area as much as you like. And it was really nice to see the bears in a large open area where they had dens, they had little hollows, they were wrestling in some areas, they were eating in uh, other areas and sleeping, playing, and it's just very nice. So if you do get a chance, check it out. And uh, we're really happy that we got to go out there and spend the day. Now. Guys, we had uh, some interesting news as we were leaning into Star Wars Day. While I have known about this since D23 of 2019, when uh, Disney formally revealed the name of the first of their three new boats in uh, development, and that was the Disney Wish, there was a breakdown and interactive tour the other day that showed off some of the features that are going to be available on this. So. Uh, I know I'm the only one that got a chance to see it, so I think I'll recap it and just give you guys a overview, and then you can tell me what your reaction is. So for the children, coming in from the three-story atrium, they have their own private entrance, which is a secret slide that they can slide straight from the atrium into the children's area. There is a Marvel interactive area in there where they can essentially pick their own superhero and interact with it. There's an Imagineering station where they can design their own theme park rides and then sit in a virtual reality simulator that moves and projects it onto a screen so they can see their attraction come to life. And, you know, they went over the pools, they went over the rooms, and those look fantastic. They went over the theater, which looks amazing, with two special shows already in production for it. And one of the really interesting things was some of the lounge areas. There's a Star Wars-themed lounge uh, that will literally have movable landscapes behind the bartender and themed drinks. They have one themed after Beauty and the Beast. And then the restaurants not only featured the high-end Polo, there's a high-end French one, 
but the main course uh, restaurants that people can go to. One of them is themed after Frozen with a interactive show. The other one is themed after uh, California 1923 when Walt first came and started the Walt Disney Company, which looks amazing. And then the one they say for last that I thought was going to bring the house down was there will be a Marvel restaurant where you go in and there will be a live interactive Marvel show while you eat. So I'm very curious to see what that looks like because their restaurants on the boat are just phenomenal from the animator's palette that changes colors and has all sorts of animated pictures on the wall to um, Tritons, which is themed like uh, the Little Mermaid. And of course, the newest one where they upgraded Parrot K to Tiana's, which is uh, the Princess and the Frog with complete New Orleans-style show. I, it was really impressive. Uh, so, real quick, going through the line, any of you guys have any interesting thoughts or comments on that? We can start with Justin. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I think this is a, a, this is a very creative, uh, good idea. You know, I think, um, like we've kind of mentioned before, we're kind of getting into an area where... Um, people are going to have to kind of come up with new creative ways to kind of attract people back into some of these things that have been, uh, that we haven't been able to enjoy for, for quite some time, you know, and I think it's a good idea. I think that, um, um, this is definitely one of those ideas that, um, that, you know, will, will garner interest. I think you're, you're correct that, um, you know, this is, uh, this is definitely something that will, will make people interested in, in, uh, in doing this again. So I'm kind of curious to see how it's received. You know, obviously it's going to probably take a little while before, um, before we, uh, we know for sure, you know, whether it's successful or not, but, um, you know, I, I have some, some confidence that it will be. Yeah. And, uh, Michael or Joseph, do either of you have comments? Well, I, I mean, I think it just shows that Disney continues to up the ante with their cruise ship line. I mean, there's so many different ones to choose from, um, and Disney's not one to kind of sit back and, you know, and, and not innovate when it comes to their cruise ship lines. So, yeah, I think this is all um, pretty interesting, exciting stuff. You know, it gives it, it's more than just a reason to go someplace on a Disney cruise. It kind of, they kind of make it a, a themed adventure, which is something they've always been really good at. So, obviously, you know, anytime they launch a new ship, it's always curious to see what they're going to how they're going to one-up themselves again because again every time they do this they have to come up with new ideas and and what to do to make it you know more you know entertaining and more fascinating and i think they continue to do a good job at that yeah and uh joseph final word on that yeah i mean they pretty much echoed what i had to say having never been on one of these things so <laughs> yeah well i think you know what cracks me up is we have these people who are very fanatical fans they're very excited about it uh they're going to start booking uh very soon and the first sailing is summer of 2022 and you've got these people who are thrilled and you know some people are trying to be cautious about it saying hey folks you know remember that before any of this happens um you have to factor in that certain like the platinum members get first crack at booking and then you get the, you know, the gold level and then that. So, you know, for all you people that think you're going to just jump right onto the inaugural cruise, that's probably not going to happen for you. But, you know, 
in time you will be able to book it and there's four other ships i mean every cruise we've done has been on the wonder and yes we are curious about the other boats but if someone told me that you're going to be able to cruise disney for the rest of your life but you're going to be on the wonder only i would be okay with that because the food and the service are still fantastic and while you know obviously we're curious to see the other boats and see the new stuff the point of the matter is if you're able to get on a disney cruise regardless of what boat you're on you're going to be taken care of and what really kind of cracked me up was you had these people who i follow these cruise groups and they were oh there's only two elevators that's a problem and i'm thinking do you possibly think that maybe the elevators might be larger and wider than the ones on some of the other boats to accommodate that and you know considering they have them four aft and in the center and then you had people complaining oh i don't like this and i and, and it's just like boats not even done yet and you're already finding things to complain about and you know and of course these are the same people that will complain about everything and then they'll they'll be the first ones complaining that they couldn't book uh passage on one of the inaugural cruises but Look for the Disney wish to set sail in the summer of 2022. And I am guessing, I'm going to probably roll the dice on this, but I'm guessing that at D23 Expo next year, we may well get the name of the next ship that is in development, uh, similar to uh, as we did with the wish, and uh, find out what is coming with that one. So really, really interesting stuff ahead. Moving on, we have Star Wars Day this week coming up on May the 4th, and we're going to have everything from uh, all sorts of new merchandise to hopefully some news about the entertainment side of things, films, television, games, and more. Now, I was able to get a look at the uh, first two episodes of the upcoming Star Wars The Bad Batch. I'm not able to talk about the second episode yet, but I can tell you the pilot episode was quite good it's 70 minutes long it has a very good setup there are some very interesting returning characters from uh classic star wars in it and it very much has the look and the theme of the uh clone wars in that it even has the narration and considering it is essentially a spin-off the clone wars as these characters were introduced in the final season of the clone wars makes sense what is really interesting to me is that it really gives us a look at what happened immediately after or during the conclusion of Revenge of the Sith as the Empire was taking over, as the Empire was establishing itself and starting to dictate, okay, we're in charge now. These are the new rules that you can't just travel freely around without things called a chain code and this sort of thing where they were essentially cataloging the population and, you know, the clones being perfectly okay with things and the even dance around. Well, they don't dance around. There's an interesting whole discussion which sets up Star Wars well between the cost of continuing to produce clones versus the money-saving measure of conscripting and training troops and that sort of thing. So not going to give away any spoilers. Let's just say I was extremely impressed with what I saw and I cannot wait to see more. So uh, why don't we go ahead and we'll start with Joseph. If you have any thoughts or comments on this and you can also open it up as to what you're hoping that you're going to find out on uh, Star Wars Day. Well, 
I've been trying to keep myself sequestered from this series as much as I can. I want more Star Wars stuff, but I don't know a lot about the Bad Batch. And I've heard a lot. I mean, not many people do, I guess, but I've heard a lot of like just really bad rumors going around. So I'm just trying not to dig into that too much myself. But I'm looking really forward to this because with the success of The Mandalorian, um, it'll be interesting to see how that transfers to their new mediums now that they've got the ability to do this stuff. I liked Rebels. Mandalorian was amazing. And I just can't see what they do moving forward. Interesting. And Michael, your take, please. Well, I mean, obviously, the Bad Batch is something that I'm really excited to see. And that's one of the things that I've been kind of waiting for, uh, just to kind of see how they how we see, you know, because we haven't really seen a lot with Disney as far as the animated shows have gone from Star Wars um, since the acquisition, right, of a lot of this stuff. Um, so it'd be really interesting to kind of see um, how what what they take on 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 the uh, the Bad Batch and how they move forward with that. I think it's an interesting concept, so I'm really interested to see how how well it turns out. I mean, I would like to see things that we'll all maybe see some. I, I wouldn't say any previews because I don't think we're there yet, but maybe some more teasers of some of the upcoming um, shows that they've talked about. You know, the Rangers of the New Republic, or maybe a show Ahsoka or something along those lines. Um, I know some of these are kind of a ways out. We don't even necessarily have timelines for some of these shows, but I would be really interested to see if we see, just see some sneak peeks of other other Star Wars branded series that we might that might be coming out in the somewhat near future. Um, so anything like that, I would be pretty, really anxious to see. I mean, they've already kind of announced a ton of new uh, shows, both animated and live action, that are are planned to come out. So I'd be really surprised if there's any new announcements. But, you know, getting more information on some of these previously announced titles, I think would be a really um, good thing to see. I'd also be really interested to see if we have any uh, updates on any Star Wars games that are coming out. Um, you know, we're starting to get to a point where where we should start seeing some of those uh, things coming as well. So hopefully, yeah. I, mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity, I think, for some of this stuff. I uh, just got to wait and see if uh, any of it comes to pass. Absolutely. And Joseph, did you have something you were saying? I was going to say, you mentioned the video games, and there's that rumor right now going around that Microsoft's producing the Mand a Mandalorian game. So yeah, I think there's a lot on the horizon. It's just we, well, I mean, not a lot, but there's stuff coming, we just don't know when. <laughs> yeah, and what I find interesting about that, too, is are they going to dip and talk about it now, or is this something that would be safe for E3 online next month? Uh, but, you know, it's not uncommon, take Call of Duty, for example, for them to drop a teaser trailer or drop a title, something like that, and then that's it, and you'll get your first real look at it at E3. So we'll see. And... Uh, Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, going back to the Bad Batch uh, real quick, um, that kind of covers, like, one of the things that I, I really kind of wish that um, Star Wars would cover more of, which is, you know, some of these kind of more interesting, at least to me, ideas of, like, you know, we, we know that um, there, there were the clones and then when the stormtroopers kind of came around, they were more conscripts. So it's kind of an interesting question there to kind of explore. And, you know, you have this kind of universe where, um, you know, you have these kind of interactions with different people and different groups. Um, 
and sometimes those those more interesting questions aren't explored and that's that's a really good example one of those that um you know i kind of hope that they do more of so I'm, I'm very interested to see how that goes um as far as star wars day um i think that there's very likely going to be a, a pretty big focus on uh television shows i mean we know that most of the projects that they've announced so far between andor uh obi-wan kenobi um you know ahsoka tano show you know there's a there's a bunch of shows in development we don't we know that they were they're kind of working on uh movies but it's um you know, we, we don't really know a lot of good details about what Ryan Johnson's working on. The only one that's, like, officially announced with, like, a title is Rogue Squadron, and that's a few years out, so I don't think we're going to see anything on that. So I think this is going to be another one of those years where there's likely going to be a pretty big focus on television shows, uh, just because those are the ones we, we know about. Maybe we'll see some some pictures or trailers or something um, in that regard. As far as video games, I think you guys are right that, um, you know... We know there's some rumors going around about different shows that might be in development, but uh, the thing, though, is that, is that uh, like what Gareth said, um, we have E3 next month, so maybe this will be one of those things where they tease something and then show something more in-depth at E3 or, or something like that. We've, we've seen that happen before in the past, but um, we'll, we'll see. It, uh, it's, it's not, I think it's going to be pretty big and pretty exciting because, uh, you know, as as uh, COVID kind of winds down, maybe a lot of these projects are a little closer to completion. So um, I'm I am curious to see how it how we uh, how it goes. And it's nice to hear you say it winding down. I'm hoping that it is very much uh, indeed trending in that direction because we've uh, we're starting to have conventions uh, reach out and book for in-person appearances and stuff, and that's really. Uh, positive stuff as far as I'm concerned. So really quickly, I can tell you some of the Star Wars Day stuff that is going to be revealed. Uh, Toy NK is going to be doing 20% off select Star Wars merchandise, and this is going to run through May 10th. And they told me to make sure to tell people these things did not arrive as quickly as they had expected, but they are working to make sure that even if you don't get them with your initial order, you'll get them. There is a Bad Batch Clone Force Star Wars enamel pin that will be uh, made available free for any order over $50. And this is going to include uh, items on sale such as the Yoda plush, the Talking Ray plush, uh, some of the Star Wars tiki's, uh, the Luke Skywalker lamp, the Falcon area rug, uh, Mandalorian bathrobes, Chewbacca bathrobes, things like that. Now, another thing that I was able to confirm, because these were all given to me and Obviously, if you haven't figured it out, folks, we are recording this before the date. Um, it is going to go up on the morning of because of the uh, Bad Batch discussion, so we can uh, in keep with the uh, be in keeping with the embargo. But Gentle Giant have told us that they will have a mini bust of Wrecker from the Bad Batch uh, available. There will also be an exclusive product, a Rebel Pilot Biggs Dart Lecker mini bust and a 12 inch vintage darth style uh excuse me vintage style darth vader action figure so essentially think of the original action figure uh sets from kenner back in 77 78 they're going to take one of those and blow it up to a 12 inch 
size. So that's definitely something to look forward to. Obviously, there'll be a ton of other merchandise. We're hoping for stuff on the games. We're hoping for stuff on the TV shows. So uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, big news this week has been the reopening of Disneyland. Uh, reduced capacity, California guest only. Uh, excuse me, California residents only have to purchase your tickets in advance. Uh, opened up yesterday after some soft days of friends and family for um, cast members, that sort of thing, to kind of work out the bugs after all those days off and operating under the new guidelines. Reduced capacity. And I don't know if you guys had a, had a chance to see it, but it was actually kind of uh, be even more heartwarming. They had the special live stream event just before that. Uh, a couple days before where they had a some of the executives came out and thanked the cast for their you know stay in the course and then they lit up snow white's castle uh or cinderella's castle sorry for the first time in ages and then we had the big event where they opened the gates and they had people come through and you could see people just breaking down and crying once they came through the gates and it was actually really touching because, you know, they were saying the park's been closed for over 400 days. And to see the people coming back in and, you know, yes, it was odd to see them with their masks and everything like that. But you could see them. They were still had their mouse ears and they were going down Main Street. And yeah, it was a little weird seeing the video of people on the rides and they were all spaced out and stuff like that. But everybody looked like they were having a fantastic time. And it was just kind of so nice to see that and people were saying okay you know we don't have the big parades and we don't have the fireworks back yet and over in california adventure we don't have you know the big water show and everything like that but you do have some character sightings you have the attractions and you have the magic back and it was just it was a really touching thing and knott's Berry farm has been doing previews they're getting ready to do uh, the season pass uh, holders again California residents only at this time but they got to experience the Berry Berry uh, Berry Tales return to the fair and rave reviews for the new attraction you there was talk that they're already planning not scary farm that mazes are under construction that there's going to be a special uh, not scary farm pass available for that and it just looked like steps in the right direction not only done safely, but done. And here's an interesting thing. There was a thing that came out from uh, the CDC. Did you know that California currently has the lowest rate of infection uh, and caseload per capita than any other state in the country right now? So I found that really interesting. And there was this thing from the medical side where they said it was kind of bittersweet because they were actually closing down the rapid test center at Disneyland as well as the inoculation center because now they're currently at the point where there are no restrictions. There aren't the long waits. There aren't this. If you want the vaccine, you could just go up and get it now without having to go through, you know, long waits and stuff like that. So start with Justin, go down the line. What do you make of all this? No, I mean, it's good. Like, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, uh, I think, you know, everything is kind of trending in the right direction. Um, you know, you look at a lot of the graphs that I follow, it's, you know, trending uh, trending downward or at least, you know, staying relatively low, uh, at least compared to some of the other spikes that we've had. Um, obviously, I think, you know, a huge portion of this is due to, to, you know, vaccines becoming a larger 
uh, a larger share of the population becoming vaccinated. Um, so as we kind of move into the summer months and a little bit later into this year, I think you will probably see a lot of these companies start to open up Disneyland and, and things like that. So, um, you know, de definitely, like you said, it's bittersweet. It's, um, it's good to see that people um, are becoming a little bit more comfortable to explore these, these spaces again because uh, they've been closed for so long. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a big part of uh, a lot of people's lives. There's a lot of people I, I talk to just in my personal capacity that uh, have been really wanting to go to, to Disneyland for a very long time, or at least, you know, take their kids there for the first time or things like that. Um, and uh, hopefully we will get there very soon. And it looks like we're, we're, we're getting there, uh, you know, and it's not just Disneyland, like you were mentioning earlier with the, with the, the cruise lines are starting to think about, you know, trying to plan for their reopening. So I, I think uh, all the signs are there that, uh, people are kind of moving in this direction. Absolutely. Michael, your take, please. Yeah. So I've actually been a lot of the, uh, the folks that I follow on Instagram, um, because of not scary farm and other stuff we've done in the past, I, I, they've showed some of the, you know, pre preview pics of the new, uh, attraction at Knott's Berry farm and, and Disney. And yeah, I think it looks, you know, I, you can just tell by the excitement that they're, uh, having the opportunity to go and do those things that they're really, um, that has been something they people have really missed for a long time. So, uh, so I do think that this is, you know, a part of getting back to normal for a lot of folks. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of these things there are, you know, especially a lot of these people, when it, we we talk about people on Instagram or, or some of these theme park folks, that's a lot of their livelihood. And, and whether or not that's their full-time job or not, um, you know, there's, they miss out on stuff to post. I mean, you can only post so many pictures from two, three, four years ago uh, without new content. So I think for, for the content creators in particular that, that are, you know, into these amusement parks, it's a really good opportunity to, to get some of the stuff, you know, we get to see some of the stuff firsthand now. And then as we get, you know, the parks to open up more, uh, get more opportunity for folks to travel and, and go there, uh, we'll get an opportunity to enjoy it more. So yeah, I think this is a, it's obviously a good sign. You know, we hope that things continue in a positive direction, uh, that everybody's, you know, taking it safe and seriously still so that we can continue to, to move forward. So yeah, I'm excited to get some back to normalcy and, and get to see some of the new uh, attractions and stuff that are opening up for uh, uh, Nosbury Farm and Disney, of course. And uh, Joseph, your take, guy. Eh? Yeah, I'm happy that this is happening now because <laughs> um, my boys are going to be old enough for me to, I mean, they're old enough now, but honestly, they're not acclimated to people yet <laughs> with everything that's been happening. Um, but I'm glad this is happening because it's, it's showing some light at the end of the tunnel even more so, like it's starting to get brighter. And I just wish that everybody in the country could be like California right now, honestly, because I'm living in a county here in Washington that's about to be rolled back to a different phase because of higher cases going out and out and out. And uh, I really wish that the rest of the country would kind of just take a cue from them, but this is great because I could still travel. <laughs> and even if things are shut down up here, when things are uh, settled down down there, I can always go down. But this is awesome because uh, I was lamenting on the fact that I never got to see Star Wars Land or different things like that that have been set up in, in uh, Disneyland. And then, like you guys mentioned, Knott's. It's been years since I've been in Knott's Berry, since I used to live down in Southern California. So 
I want to be able to take my boys to this stuff, and I'm glad that we're making steps towards that. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny because uh, we have family members that are coming in tomorrow, as I record this tomorrow, not when you hear this tomorrow. And everyone's fully vaccinated. It's all been approved that they could come in. And even so, I've had to have certain rules like, hey, you know, we're not doing any indoor dining. We're not going to be doing any patio dining because so many places uh, have been, you know, essentially cramming people right on top of each other without proper spacing and even vaccinated. I'm, you know, that's not an area of comfort. I'd like to be able to enjoy dinner in the company. But, you know, we'll consider maybe getting rooms and we're going to be getting, you know, food to go and all that. And it was odd because there were certain things we're planning on our trip uh, on their visit that you've had to accommodate around, uh, you know, health and safety concerns, even being vaccinated to follow the guidelines. And somebody got on me and they said, well, you know, you had no problem going to California a few weeks ago and going to the taste event at Knott's Berry Farm. And I shut that down real quick. I said, yeah, right. Now let's, you know, let's look at this. This was an event that was limited capacity where they had mandatory masking and mandatory health screening before coming in. And the all important, the masking was enforced. So if people got in there and started getting slack and pulling down the mask or putting it below their nose, staff came over and said, hey, you got to pull that up or you're going to have to leave your choice. And it makes a difference. I mean, we were near a place yesterday and I can say that uh, without exaggeration, in a public setting, 90% of the people were unmasked. They were not spaced. They were right on top of each other. And I saw signs from various overpass telling people not to get vaccinated because it's a hoax and dangerous. So, you know, that's the way it is in some areas. It's just, you know, that area in question was quite a ways from where our home is. But as Joseph said, it all depends on your area. And I sit there and I look at it because our granddaughter's in California and we found out that uh, they were indeed able to get tickets. I don't know which day they're going yet, but they were indeed to get able to get tickets and they're taking her uh, back to Disneyland. She's been a couple of times already and she's, as she's going on five. And on one hand, I'm absolutely thrilled and excited beyond belief for her, but there's a part of me saying, I wish I could join her. You know, here we are fully vaccinated one state over and we're not able to go. But at the same time, I'm able to, you know, I'm able to say perhaps we can get over for not scary farm and it would be something to take her to the children's version of that. And, you know, I can enjoy the adult version with my son and maybe we can get back over around the holidays and enjoy Christmas at Disneyland with her and see Adventureland. And, you know, the point is positive things to look forward to. Another thing to look forward to that I wanted to uh, wrap things up with today is that Jason Statham, who's got his new film coming, Wrath of Man, which we're looking forward to uh, reviewing, has said that the follow-up to The Meg, The Meg 2, which, uh, as it's referred to now, apparently it will be based on the second book, The Trench, is getting ready to begin filming. And he says that they will be... Uh, probably filming this coming January. And my first thought on it is, I hope they do most of the water sequences in a tank because um, if they have any inclination for doing um, filming in an actual natural body of water, 
not sure I'd want to be jumping in and out of the water in January. So uh, we'll start with you, Joseph. What do you make of all this? Well, I mean, I haven't seen the original, unfortunately. Uh, I will say I'm looking forward to Wrath of Man. But um, clearly this movie has gotten enough gumption to get a second film in this day and age that's not an easy feat if you're not a good film so i might have to actually go check it out now um i'm a fan of jason statham i just it, it shark movies things like that just never really landed on my radar before and so i might have to check this one out now <laughs> giant giant shark film and you got your boys uh, what can possibly go wrong <laughs> michael your take please well, <laughs> well, I was gonna say I actually enjoyed the first one quite a bit. I mean, it's it you know it's, it's hokey action movie, just like any other good shark movie would be. Um, the funny thing though, even if they were to do this in a in a tank, I go back to uh, when they filmed the Abyss, how they talked about how cold they were all the time, even though they were, that whole movie was filmed in a tank, mm-hmm. uh, filmed in a tank. So I, I think even if they're doing it in the ocean or a tank, either way, they're not going to be <laughs> very comfortable in January. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but no, I, I'm excited to, you know, I'm excited for another one. Like I said, it's it's not going to, you know, win any Academy Awards. It's not going to be reveled for its storytelling presence on the big screen. But again, who doesn't like a good action shark movie? Um, especially when, you know, if, if it comes out around uh, Memorial Day or something along those lines before the summer hits, it's always a good reminder for all those folks that are going swimming in the ocean what's out there. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to... To, you know, I'm glad Jason Statham is returning for that. I think it's a really good um, sign that he's that he signed on to it, that he thinks the, the film is worthy successor. So, all in all, yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll definitely take another one. It's entertaining for sure. Fantastic. And Justin, your final thought on this, please. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the original, so I can't comment too much. But, um, but yeah, I mean, clearly it's getting a sequel. So, I mean, that's great. And, yeah, I used to be really into shark movies, so you know maybe I'll, maybe I will check out the series uh, before, you know, just as the, the the next one comes out, maybe I'll get caught up and and see what it's all about. Yep, I think that definitely be really interesting to see where it goes. And of course, you know, the debate will start: is is it going to be PG thirteen? Are they going to aim for R this time? I would say probably stick with PG thirteen since it worked last time, but who knows? That's kind of one of the beautiful uh, debates to have down the road. Folks, that's going to do it for us this week. Stay very safe, stay happy, healthy, and enjoy your May the 4th. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Until that time, take care.